0: alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online
1: at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up April 13th through the 15th in Pennsylvania in the beautiful Poconos along the Delaware River. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's one 800 497 8748 Or visit GatewayMen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at PureSexRadio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen. On Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. Uh, my name is Jonathan, and uh, we welcome you to the Pure Sex Radio program. And and I have, of course, with me uh, my good buddy Stephen. And so, Stephen, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You know I think we're in the range of getting into the 620s of wow. number of broadcasts you that we've sure done, talk a lot, and, you know. Yeah, I mean it's like uh we blow a lot of hot air around There here, you go. Right? I remember uh I remember very vividly when we had done I don't know we'd done maybe 8 or 10 episodes Ooh. and I think we kind of stared at each other like what else is there to talk about? <laughs> well, here we are 12 years later or whatever, and there's still more more to talk about. You know, about, and it's so.
0: exciting because I, I see this program as like a training program. And people come to class, and they want to know, what are you guys thinking now? What are you learning now? And we love your feedback. Mm-hmm. So if you want to feed us any information, if you have great resources or tools or ideas or aha moments, we love to hear from you guys too. Where Absolutely. would they respond to us at, Jonathan?
1: Well, they would just go to, uh, you can go to puresexradio.com and click on the contact button, or you can uh, tweet at us at Pure Sex Radio on there Twitter. There you
0: go. Outstanding. Before we jump
1: in, uh, I do want to let you listeners know, we have had some exciting things happening in our ministry with our uh, online training platform. So we have a, uh, we've kind of given it a facelift. It's called Pure Life Academy. And if you go to purelifeacademy.org, you can uh, learn more about the the courses that we have up there. Currently, we have two courses up there. There's one that's the 40 Days uh, of Purity online course, and then there's also How to Start a Sexual Integrity Group for Men. Um, over the next year to three years, there will be a massive increase in the number of uh, courses on there. Uh, the next one we're working on is kind of a general um, understanding of biblical sexuality, Uh, It's currently titled Made for Purity, and that will be coming out hopefully in the April-May timeframe this year, and we'll give you more information about that. But it's going to be a platform where we can really try to uh, help individuals and families, but also those who want to help others. So it's going to be a training platform, and we really hope to encourage others through that. Well, Stephen, I want to pass it off to you because you brought this interesting sort of flow chart here um to help us understand kind of get into the here let me give you a flow yeah, chart yeah i don't know if people can see little
0: boxes yeah, so, It's a page of boxes all right yeah so <clears throat> so just
1: kind of helping us unpack kind of a, a typical man's journey when he comes to us in our ministry yes of sort of recognizing kind of what needs to happen in his life and so why don't you help our listeners know where we're going with this
0: so so from conversations and meetings and gateway weekends and like to say hello to the gateway men that are out there following us still because we get good feedback i heard you on a podcast it's Mm -hmm. like the adventure of growth continues but but we pick up stories and we try to pattern out these stories to understand what's going on inside of man. Because y- you got to admit, there's a lot of confusion that, you know, beliefs and ideas and thoughts and fears and doubts inside all of us. And the more clarity we have, the better we live. You know, mm-hmm. God is a God of order. And I think once... We realize that and look for order. We live much better with order than with chaos. So we're always looking for what what's the map um, that can be passed on to another man? And even the map of the struggle. We map the solution. What's Johnson talking about? Biblical purity, he said, and the whole biblical sexual identity piece. He's mapping out some important parts, right? That's coming. But but we're looking at a, a regular guy's life right now and what the steps might be um, in terms of what what does it look like when he presents it to us. So he starts talking a little bit. And, and once you get past the porn story, I've done this, I've done that, then you listen to the person underneath. And he starts to talk about growing up. And he says, you know, I was home alone a lot. I had an older brother. He was off. My mother worked. My father traveled. Um, and I was home a lot. I was just left by myself. And in all that quiet, I'd entertain myself. Sometimes I'd feed myself. Uh, it, it, you know, it's difficult for a kid to figure out life. You need, we all need trainers. You know mm-hmm. why you're here? You need a trainer. You're looking for people that are ahead of you. We all need trainers. You know why I read, I'm looking for another trainer that can teach me something else. And that's the mission. And that's what these guys are coming in for. They're broken and saying, hey, can you help me with some order in my life? Because I've I've created a lot of chaos. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking so far about this? Well,
1: um, I think simply that discovery alone is huge for a lot of people for a lot of men to recognize even just the idea that I had to figure out life kind of on my own from a really early age. Right. Because when you're a kid living through that, you typically don't have that sense of self-awareness that that's what's going on, or even that that's not the best, that that can create some uh, some thinking patterns that are unhealthy. Um, certainly there's legitimate need for, affirmation and acceptance and belonging and love and touch and nurture and all those kinds of things that here, you're hearing this adult man now be able to just make that simple recognition that, you know, that environment of feeling ignored or kind of left to my own that did something to me. Yes. That's a huge insight. I was developed
0: in that context and it influenced me. Right. And so from that, lack of direction conversation training this kid believe he comes up with a belief and it's like a core belief i think we have a core fear and a core belief and and pay attention what's your core fear cuz mm-hmm. it's the scariest thing what's the scariest thing that's a core fear and what's a core belief his was you know no one really wants to know me mm. No one pursues me. No one asks about me. No one's interested in me. I'm around. I go to people's house. I hang with my friend. I go to, with their parents. They all smile. But nobody really wants to know me. Mm. And so what I'll do then is I'll just decide it's okay if nobody knows me. Um, And I'll keep my emotions to myself. I'll just... Keep everything inside, and I'll put on this social presentation, this social outside that people like. Everybody likes a funny guy that smiles, who's lighthearted, who who brings a little joy. I'll just be a social fun guy. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I can I can relate to this. And the thing that comes to my mind whenever you said the his sort of epiphany of no one wants to know me is the first thing I thought was, there is the seed of a wound. Mm. That's a wound. Because when we think about our legitimate emotional needs, one core need is to be known. Mm -hmm. To have that sense of somebody wants to know me. Somebody is invested in me. And I think that's a legitimate human need. I mean, it's a relational need that we have. So when that isn't happening, um, because not all wounds are, um, I guess we could say, wounds of commission, like somebody's actually done something to you. Hmm. There are also wounds of omission, like when certain things that you do need are not given, that creates a wound too. So in his case, I think it was a wound of something wasn't poured into his life because nobody was pursuing him to really know him
0: and this is really important it's important if you're a parent to pursue your children to want to know your children even if they try to block you your job is to still push through and you know i'll tell a parent if a kid says i don't want to talk right now to say hey just tell me one thing just say one thing Mm -hmm. and then i'll leave because if the kid blocks you out and and learns that you're going to quit and give up, that you're not going to pursue knowing them, right? then they're taking care of you, but you're not taking care of them. Mm-hmm. so you have to push past sometimes they're moody, you're irritable, they don't want to talk, not now, leave me alone. Well you know as parents, we have to push past that. Mm -hmm. We all want to be known and
1: loved. Well, you know what? I want to just as a little sidebar on that. My wife has been, uh, she's first of all, a very creative person. Um, But, you know, we've got three teenagers now. And so sometimes, I mean, for me especially, conversation can be difficult just because I'm like, well, good grief. I don't know what to talk about or whatever. (laughs) And so I think we get into ruts where it's like, how was your day? Yes. You know, just kind of these standard questions that sometimes then can be. Difficult even for a kid to know how to answer. Oh, well, what are you asking great. me about? So she has come up. She's found some of these places where you can ask different kinds of questions to just get conversation going. Like the other day at the dinner table, the question was: um, name name three things that made you smile today. It's like very specific, but it's it's still getting Absolutely. conversation going. And anytime they start talking, you're getting to know them.
0: That's right. That's it. You got it. So you have to do – you can't do fine. You can't do anything that ends in fine because mm-hmm. then that means you're being blocked, right?
1: Or simply a yes or no question. Yes. Right? yeah.
0: You have to say something. Give me a piece of information, one thing. And and uh, so the whole idea of being known, being pursued, being loved, spoken into, given identity, right, is critical because otherwise the kids will come up with their own. Mm-hmm. So so this kid goes along, deciding to keep to himself, trying to put on a good social image. And then he hits puberty. Um, And it was interesting because I read something recently. It said when you hit puberty is when your chemicals come online in your brain. Mm. Your dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine. Those are the pleasure chemicals. So that's when orgasm becomes wonderful. Mm -hmm. So this kid probably runs into a friend, goes over to somebody's house, finds somebody's porn, and gets introduced to porn, and then learns about masturbating.
1: And I think it's one of those things, too, that when you think about those those chemicals, when you think about all the stuff that's going on there, it's novel too, right, oh yeah, it's new I'm mean, excited because yeah, <laughs> because think about it, you know uh prior to that, there's not the same kind of neurological response, even if a five year old is touching their genitals mm-hmm. than when they're thirteen, fourteen, fifteen you know just the the if I can put it this way, kind of the chemical release, the chemical right. overflow that yeah. happens, and so you have in this guy, you have this combination of. I have felt ignored, um, so I've my my coping mechanism is I'm going to keep my emotions to myself. I'm going to create a great social presentation. I learn now how to escape into fantasy to where now I've got these new chemicals that I, I don't know that these are chemicals going on. I don't, I don't have that kind of knowledge as a 13-year-old, but I know what it feels like. And so you kind of have this recipe that's happening, and what's the outcome then, Stephen, for this guy emotionally? With that kind Right. Of, so, what, what of happens in this
0: story? He gets more and more sophisticated with his sexuality, right? One magazine, two magazines. Now it's the internet. I'm age. I'm, 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 you know, telling my age now. Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> One porn what, site, another porn site, talking, thinking, going to home. Remember, he's left alone a lot. So, he develops a whole fantasy world with his porn. And his escaping and his computer and his aloneness and and so fantasy escaping is medication right mm-hmm. but he's not growing emotionally right and and why is that why what- what actually well because when I'm stressed, I go and fantasize when I'm alone, I fantasize when I'm rejected, I fantasize when a girl doesn't like me, I fantasize when yeah, right. see, the solution to everything is fantasy.
1: Well, the reason I wanted to ask that question because I think there's a lot of listeners sometimes that they hear something like he gets stunted emotionally and they think, well, well why? Like, yeah. why does that? Oh, happen? that's a good question. So I I think, I'm glad you're asking. I, that. I think, and, and your answer is great because what it is is the stunting occurs when we learn to get distracted away from dealing with our emotional selves. So what you're describing there is every single thing that becomes a trigger point for him going to fantasy or going to pornography is an is an emotional thing. But because he but doesn't a star allow a trigger, right? Because yes. he doesn't allow himself to then engage his emotions in a conversation or in in a healthy way, he's learning to essentially just bounce out of his emotional self and so therefore his emotions kind of just stay here. Mm-hmm. And The only thing that's growing then is his fantasy life in terms of, like, learning how to become very, like you said, sexually sophisticated, you know, but emotionally stunted. Right, because what
0: should be happening? He should have a parent. He should be in conversation. He should be uh, dealing with sadness and and grieving and crying and feeling alone and being comforted in that and sort of getting stronger. That a lot of times in life you're going to be alone, son. Sometimes you got to go it alone, and you're gonna we're gonna to have to find. I'm alone. In life, a lot, and I have to figure out how to live. This is a dad talking to a son. Uh, you know, don't don't get scared of aloneness, son. Mm-hmm. And rejection is hard, and you're going to be rejected. And it's like, let's talk about that. Let's have language. Let's experience it. But well, dad, what'd you do with rejection? You know, one complaint I had my about my dad. I Love my dad, but he didn't talk. If he would have told mm-hmm. me stories about how he got rejected, it would have helped me.
1: Right. Right? right. If
0: somebody would have been telling me and giving me language and ideas and thoughts, it would be
1: helpful. So, so then when he, so my question then is, so then he's he continues to go inward, right? So he he's let's say he's he's no longer a boy now. So he's had this pattern of uh, kind of keeping emotions to himself, creating a great social presentation. He keeps things inside, thoughts, emotions, all of that. So, what we basically have now is let's say we've got now a 30 year old.
0: Yeah, that's good. Who
1: on the outside looks like a grown up.
0: 30 year old man. And actually, even does work, even functions like a grown up. That's right shaves, brushes
1: his teeth, goes to work, brings home a paycheck. But what do we have on the inside of that 30 year old man?
0: See, if that guy gets married and keeps his secret, which some of them do, go, you know, a marriage's gonna cure me, and oh it didn't cure me, and goes back to his old way of coping. Then inside he's emotionally stunted, underdeveloped, he's immature, and he's scared. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he's thirty now and he's been practicing escaping and fantasy and avoiding and getting away from and making up things in his mind that'll never come true. He's really good
1: at that. Well, and the way I love the way you actually wrote it in this box is on the top. Stephen put, you know, outside he's grown up, but inside he's a scared little boy. Yeah. And I actually like that terminology. Uh, now, for some men out there, that that might feel almost offensive. That might feel like shaming. Like I'm not a little boy, you know, because he wants right. to say I'm a man. But I think it's a it's a um, if I can put it this way, it's kind of a gentle way mm. to describe it. Listen, let's admit, and honestly, for the the women in our audience too, let's just all admit we, we've we got a scared little us inside of us. There's still very much, I mean, I don't care how, how right. quote-unquote grown up you are on the outside. You could be 50, you could be 70, you could be 100 years old in terms of your biological age. And yet, yet I think there's still a part in all of us that can tap into that that child.
0: That's right. Like a boy spirit.
1: And yeah. and the reason I'm saying that is because I don't think that is anything to be ashamed about. Mm. But but as we've seen the pattern of how this boy has grown up is because there has been an inability or an unwillingness to then Bring that scared little boy out into environments where it's safe enough to to deal with the the fears, to deal with the anger, to v- deal with the shame, to deal with all of these right. things, emotional issues. Then it can become a shaming thing to think that I have this scared little boy inside of me, right? And so yes, that's kind of the growth area, right? That's the area that needs to well, be well. And that on.
0: vulnerability, that openness, you know, it's like shine light in dark places that have been closed and part of yourself ignored, underdeveloped. And so what happens is the wife says, hey, I'm sick of your lying and hiding. And why don't you tell me the truth? You you told me you had a problem when we were dating Mm -hmm. and something's been wrong this whole time. Are you doing porn? and he says yes I've struggled mm-hmm. I'm still struggling he gets discovered right and then it can be very therapeutic
1: to tell the truth mm-hmm. right even though it's scary it's messy it's mm-hmm. there are there's there's natural fallout from that in terms of just mm-hmm. the emotions that get stirred the the decisions that need to be made all of that um but I would say this on two fronts, one, thinking about the the behavioral front in terms of hiding the behaviors, it's therapeutic in the sense that now you can get all that stuff out into the light and begin to work on how, to, how do those things change? What are some boundaries that need to be set up? But really what we're talking about here is the emotional self. It can be incredibly therapeutic to say, yes. I need to bring little boy me out right. because while it's, it's okay to have child likeness, In my being, I don't think we should ever abandon the childlike faith, the childlike um, innocence that we are created to have. The whole idea of childishness (laughs) and the fact that I still am processing and making decisions really kind of like a seven-year-old, that part of me needs to grow up and I need to bring him out in order Mm. to start to do that.
0: And it's interesting because as you're talking and talking about it emotionally, I'm writing down pain pain fear, crying, open, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a a dark place has been opened. And go back to the core belief, no one wants to know me. Mm. This 30-year-old man says, I'm tired of not being known.
1: Mm.
0: And he doesn't even know himself because he's overdone the fantasy. Right. Right. I'm tired of not being known. And... And I'm tired of making up fantasies where people know me in the fantasy. Right. I'm tired of all the fantasy, make-believe that someone's going to know me and love me. I keep trying to get it through fantasy. And I started a long time ago. And, you know, here's the potential of a real wife that can really love him. Mm -hmm. But he's so good at hiding and escaping and building fantasy that he keeps doing that well into his marriage, into his 30s and going you know I, this isn't working yeah
1: and that's the thing the fantasy you can create these wonderful fantasies where you're the hero you're you know the strong one you are you know everybody like you said quote unquote knows you but the the way we are to be known is reciprocal in other words, the way I, we're we're made to be known is not in isolation. Even if we create great fantasies where there seems to be back and forth, yeah. the reality is, is Steve, if 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 I'm known by you, there's a reciprocal nature because then you're known by me. Because to go to that level, it can't just be a one way right. thing. And so, thinking about this marriage, that's where a lot of the pain comes in, is because possibly this wife may be pouring herself right, out trying to, know to him. him well, no, well, I'm saying pouring <clears throat> herself out to him. So in some ways it's like she may not be hiding herself from mm-hmm. him, but that's where the pain comes in is because, man, it's meant to be reciprocal. There's meant to be this intimacy that goes both ways.
0: And she doesn't understand, and I'm, do, I'm trying, I'm pressing in, you're blocking me, you're avoiding me. You're going in the other room, you're on your computer, you're you're flagging me off. I'm trying to mm-hmm. right and but he's doing his old program when it's time to shift to new program. Right. But he's holding on to his the only thing he knows, the old program. So then his wife says, Okay, good. Now that it's out, after she goes through her contortions and trauma and he does, then she goes, Oh good, 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 it's out now. You're going to stop and you're going to grow up and be the man that you were supposed to be that mm-hmm. I've been waiting. Now, now, come on, do 30-year-old things now. Be good now that you're not doing that. Be good now.
1: Yeah, and the challenge with that is that the way men typically think is we can think very much in concrete terms. So when, you, when a guy's discovered and, and the reality of what his secrets have been doing to the relationship come out, he can go straight into behavior mode, fix-it mode, concrete, mm. okay, I'm going to do this on my computer in terms of filters and blocking and all these kinds of things, and I'm going to start making changes here. And, and all of a sudden, he thinks because there's a new sense of maybe direction and purpose, And that can feel good, even though there's a lot of difficulty surrounding this whole thing. He starts charging forward in what we might call recovery, and traction is made on a behavioral level. And he is also thinking, just like his wife, hey, I'm grown up now. Hmm. Six months later, he may not be looking at any porn, might might not be doing any of his escape mechanisms. And yet, just by virtue of changing behavior, little boy didn't grow up. Hmm. The emotional self doesn't just automatically follow any kind of great behavioral modification you could do right because you can go through
0: the mechanics and the behavior and set up the boundaries and and do all these behavioral things right which are good use techniques are great that's right but you have to do the exploration and you have to you know instead of avoiding you have to practice being present and when you're uncomfortable you have to stay Mm -hmm. you have to learn language So, um, so then, you know, he goes into a crisis and he needs a community. Mm -hmm. He needs a place to work. He needs a group of men. He needs people that can help him put all his acting out behavior in check. And he needs to work on spiritual growth, emotional growth, and sort of management of this old lifestyle.
1: And part of that, again, getting back to the, uh, getting back to the core wound, no one wants to know me, well, how do you then heal from that wound and sort of then grow up emotionally? You have to be in safe context in which people know you. That's right. And so um, that's, yeah. I think, a good instruction to the listeners is to think, listen, when you discover and uncover kind of what your core need is, that's the place where emotional growth happens. Yes, Not And that's why we can get so distracted because think about it, where that wound eventually led was all of these acting out behaviors and all that. So that by the time this guy's 30 or 35, he's thinking, even though he recognizes in this discovery process what the core wound is, he's thinking, just like his wife, fix all the behaviors. That's right. And naturally this core wound, it's like, no, no, no. While you're fixing the behaviors, you need to be addressing the core wound. And, I, and I'll tell you, when guys get in fellowship, when guys get in community, when guys get in honest dialogue with God and with some other men, that's where I think the little boy grows up into maturity.
0: And we have to work on that, and we have to be honest. And even groups sometimes get shallow, and sure. we just do yeah. our little check-in, okay, fine, 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 fine. And so we really have to keep helping men mm-hmm. open up and be known.
1: Yeah. So listeners, as we uh, close out here, I want to invite you to just consider your own growth and uh, and just the things that you may need. I hope that this has stirred in you maybe some areas where you realize, hey, I'm starting to recognize some things from my own family history that were unhealthy and that that really have set kind of a, a tone for how I live my life. Maybe you recognize some of the things about your own um, you know, little boy or little girl inside that is that is needing to mature in some ways, uh, please reach out to us for help. We want to help you along that journey. We have a number of resources that we can point you to and even environments that can help you to be able to heal and grow. And so if you'd like to get more information about that, just go to our website at puresexradio.com or, of course, you can follow and tweet at us on Twitter at Pure Sex Radio. Uh, until next time, We look forward to seeing you back and uh, have a great week ahead. Thanks. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.